It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off the Leash. It sure is Off the Leash, another edition this morning. Thanks very much for joining us here on RSN 927. We've got a big show planned. It's been a massive week in the world of Greyhound Racing from the Shep Cup to the Waterloo Cup on Sunday. We had the Snow Queen final at the Meadows on Saturday night and we're not too far away from the Nationals, which I can't wait for. The uh, JRV crew are in the house. I speak of Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley. Morning, team. Morning. Morning, Trent. Big show planned. And uh, let's start with the Waterloo Cup. Victoria's 2018 coursing season drew to a close yesterday at Lang Lang, or on Sunday, I should say, with the running of the 150. 150- 145th, I should say, Waterloo Cup, Andrew. Yeah, that's right, Trent. Massive day, or massive two days, really, out there at Lang Lang. And, uh, look, the Waterloo Cup is actually Australia's oldest greyhound race, and it's the pinnacle of Victoria's coursing season, which runs throughout the winter months. So quite a few hundred people out there at Lang Lang yesterday. And for those that don't know who coursing, or what coursing is, it's actually one-on-one greyhound racing up the straight at Lang Lang, over 300 metres in a knockout competition. So with the Waterloo Cup... Started this uh, weekend, well, last weekend with 45 greyhounds. That got whittled down to a final two. And both those dogs were actually from the Bendigo region. Bear left for Ray Hennis, who's from Heathcote, and also Julana for Dallas Massena of Golden Square. And Julana entered the final as the odds-on favourite, but it was Bear left who ended up winning. And he claimed the $13,000 first prize plus trophy and sash. And wasn't Ray Hennis absolutely delighted? After having the third place getter in the Shepparton Cup the night before, he's come out and won the holy grail of Victorian coursing. So great effort by Ray and the team and and also by Dallas. But uh, if you want to know more about coursing, guys, of course, you know, there's a website with plenty of videos that explains it all. You just got to go to greyhoundcare.grv.org.au forward slash video. Or you could just read Molly Haynes' brilliant article that she posted a, a week or so ago. Talk us through that, Molly. I really enjoyed that. Look, actually, Andrew and I have been um, been arguing all week, which is, you know, there's a little a, there's bit There's the un- dollar four favourite home. Yeah, exactly. And he said to me, now write a personal experience about coursing. So I went coursing for the first time la- oh, a couple of weeks ago with my partner, James. And Andrew didn't give me the idea of how I wrote it. I I like to thank myself. (laughs) Andrew said, write something personal. And I ended up putting a never have I ever story, um, you know, together. And, God, I loved writing it. I really did. And I think it's probably the first time I've had people approach me at the track and say how much they enjoyed it. So I might have to do a few more in the future. Oh, look, it was a great story. Full credit (laughs) to you, Molly. I'm just saying I did plant the seed. But you're getting all the credit. You would think when someone went up to Molly and said, Molly, great story, she'd say, oh, it was actually Andrew's idea. But no, there's been none of that. So for the record, it was mine. Close-knit team there at GRV, as you can tell. But no, I I really enjoyed it, uh, Molly. And I'm not just saying that because you're you're in the room here. And and it actually made me want to go coursing. I've never been before and I want to go. So so well done to you. Oh, thank you. All right, let's uh, replay the Shepparton Cup from Saturday night. What a race it was. Matty Jackson, the caller on RSN 927. We'll replay the race and then chat about it. Racing now, beginning brilliantly elevated out of box number four. It'll lead it early from kicking through now. Peter Gallo zoom out off the track and Mayor Digby between those. There followed then there was trouble at the first turn. Elevated check. Going around them was extra gear. Next came Desposito. Checked out of the race. My name's David and hone in. Turning for home and the leader into the straight. It's Peter Gallo. It's clear from zoom out. And Peter Gallo, it's it's time to shine. It wins the Shep Cup by four. Elevated charge. Might grab the second off extra gear and zoom out 
but it's photos all round. They're followed in by Desposito, Mayor Digby, Hone in, and my name's David. They run 25-16. Peter Gallo from box number six getting the job done there on Saturday night in the CKH Painting Shepherd and Cup, paying uh, $5.30, uh, winning over Elevated and Extra Gear. Yeah, look, it was his first Country Cup victory, like I think Matty Matty Jackson mentioned, after three attempts. So he was in the Hillsville Cup and the Bendigo Cup. So his first Group 2 race, $67,000, spread across that Shepparton Cup. But he he didn't fly out of the boxes, but he mustered so well. He actually showed courage like I'd never seen before. Zoom out, she was the $2.10 favourite from Box 8. Look, I'd picked her to win. I really did. I thought Box 8, she was going to get all the room in the world, but... She got caught up a little bit with Peter Gallo, um, but look, Peter Gallo, he was absolutely amazing, and his trainer, Gary Selcraig, he was so confident heading into this race, and he said it's, it's purely because he knows how much this dog can run. He's been a little bit injury-stricken you know, through his career, but... He is just so, so happy with this dog. And it wasn't just about the Shepherd and Cup on the night. There was also the Cup Night Stayers, who was won by Sharp Diamond for Wayne Vasalo and Karen Pitt. Now, this race saw less than two lengths separate fir- the first five place getters. So it was a very close finish, very exciting. And look, it was a really nice end, or a really nice end to the week, I suppose, for, the, for Wayne and um, Karen. Sharp Diamond's mother, Pa Lees, I think that's how you say it, um, passed away from bone cancer during the week. So Sharp Diamond did it for his mother. And also, we can't forget Roarability, his second Ron Nesta Memorial on Shepherd and Cup night. I am so glad this greyhound is back racing. He is one of my favourites, and I love seeing the smile on Anthony, Anthony as a party's face when this dog goes well. Yeah, well said. Great to see raw ability back and winning. Uh, there's also some great action uh, in the country at Cranbourne. We've got the Group 3 Cranbourne uh, Classic on Saturday night. And like the Warrigal St. Ledger, this is another hot field, Molly. It sure is. Look, three heats will run of the Group 3 Cranbourne Classic on Friday night. The three winners, three second place getters and the two fastest thirds make up the $25,000 final, which, like you said, is run on Saturday night over the 520-metre distance. The three heat winners was Slingshot Hammer in a best of the night time of 30 and 12. Former South Australian Greyhound Panhandle Slim ran a 30 and 11 for his new trainer Shona Thompson and Vic Starr 30 and 16. Now he won at the huge odds of $44.90 and that isn't a typo may I add Mm -hmm. for Lara trainer Joe Palmer. So but it says a lot about this field. I mean, group race specialists, Myra Deem and Orson Allen, they'll be the headline acts, no doubt. But both of these greyhounds didn't win their heats, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this final plays out. But the Cranbourne Classic is an age-restricted event open to greyhounds aged 29 months or younger. It's Saturday night, and I'm really, really excited to see how this race turns out. Yeah, and I've got the box draw for you. Off the red, Slingshot Hammer for Rob Britton. Two, Orson Allen, Corey Grenfell. Three, Vic Star, Joe Palmer. Four, Panhandle Slim for Shona Thompson. Five, My Redeemer for David Gill. Number six is Undisputed, Mario Briganti. Seven, Squishy P, Rowan Gladman. And the eight, again, for Shona Thompson is Midnight Starlet. The reserves, nine, Loading Zone, and ten, Breakout. So that is a hot field. Got an early thought here? Oh, look, I can't go Myra... Oh, no, I can. Sorry, I was about to say I can't go Myra Deemer over the shot, but he's stepping up to the 520. I think a look at the track will really, really suit him, and I think he, this dog, he needs... Dis- more. The more distance, the better for Myra Deemer, so I'm thinking Myra Deemer. Andrew? Yeah, I think it's between Myra Deemer and maybe Panhandle Slim, who uh, had his first start for Shona Thompson, as Molly mentioned, so... 
But yeah, very even, aren't it? Less than a length between the three heat winners, so um, very open race. Orson Allen for me. I'll give uh, Orson Allen one last chance. <laughs> Let's uh, focus on the Nationals now. Can't wait for Friday night. This is going to be an absolute pearler. Uh, Sandown Park will host the Group 1 National Sprint and Group 1 National Distance Championships on Friday night. And Andrew, it is a big week for Australian Greyhound Racing in the lead-up. Yeah, that's right. So people converging to Melbourne, involved in Greyhound Racing from right around Australia and overseas because there's plenty happening. Whichever state hosts the Nationals each year, they basically put on a week of activities. And um, we've got the an Integrity in Sport Conference at the Langham Hotel. We've also got an official launch of the Nationals tomorrow night at the MCG. Thursday night's a big one, the Australian Greyhound Racing Awards at the Langham. So that's going to be massive. Who's going to be inducted into the Australian Greyhound Racing Hall of Fame and who's going to win the Greyhound of the Year. So very interesting there. And, of course, Friday night at Sandown Park. That's where it all happens, the National Sprint and Distance Grand Finals. Let's have a look at the markets with tab.com.au, starting with the National Distance Championship. Rip and Sam off the red, $4.80, second fave. Uh, in fact, third favourite now, two Tornado Tears, the superstar, $1.60. Will Molly have him on top? Three Diner <laughs> Chance at 21. Four Velocity Lily from SA, 151. The WA rep, number five, Moment to Jive, 17. Six Poco Dorado from New South Wales, $4.60 in second favourite. Seven Double G, a bit of a wrap on this dog coming down from Queensland at seven. And eight Winburn. Winburn Lucifer, the Tassie rep at 151. The reserves are nine hot tip at 51 and 10. Rockstar Patriot, 81. An awesome field headlined by the champ off the check. Who wins? Molly, let's start with you. Tornado tears. That's oh, all, that's all I'm she's saying. She's back. <laughs> you gave up on Rip and Sam pretty quickly. Andrew? Yeah, can't go past Tornado tears. Trent? Uh, yeah, he will be winning, no doubt about that. And I reckon a dollar sixty is a very good price. I reckon he might start shorter on the night. Let's go to the uh, the Sprint Championship now, also on Friday night. And off the red, Canley Kenny from SA at $10. Two Big Flood, the favourite from Victoria 3. Three Hasten Slowly, also Victoria, eight fifty. Four West Don Augie from WA, four eighty. Five Morris Minor from Queensland, eight fifty. Eight Shadale, Victoria, thirteen. Seven Skywave, New South Wales, equal favourite at three dollars. Eight Buckle Up Rose from Tassie, thirty four. The reserves nine. Lila Bale, twenty six and ten. Poke the Bear, six dollars. This is a hot field. Andrew, who wins? Um, well, when in doubt, look for value. I believe Trent and look big flood. The three dollar favourite is probably the quickest dog in the race, but with Hasten Slowly on his outside. He loves the rail. Might cause him a bit of interference. So I'm going to go for an each-way chance there. Kenley Kenny from South Australia at $10. Molly? Look, I actually think Weston Augie, I think Hastings slowly is going to give this greyhound the room. And I know how highly um, Linda and Chris think of this dog. And it's going to be great to have them over here again. I believe Weston Augie's owners, the Westons, will be over too. So it'll be great. It'll be like an old catch-up. Well, you've both gone for non-Victorians, and I am going to follow suit. I'm pretty keen on the five here, Morris Minor from Queensland at $8.50. It's going to be a great race. Can't wait for that. Let's go now and have a chat to Peter Jovanovic. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Well, one greyhound creating plenty of headlines heading into the National Sprint Championship is the South Australian contender, Kenley Kenny, Andrew. Yeah, that's right. So, Kenley Kenny... Uh, named after Port Adelaide coach Ken Hinckley, would you believe? He's owned by Jan Hubbard, a, a close friend of Ken Hinckley. And uh, look, it's so exciting because this Friday night when the National Sprint Championship is on, Port Adelaide will be taking on Adelaide. So, oh, taking on Essendon, sorry. So Ken Hinckley, what a what a uh, double the excitement for him this Friday. 
a lot of work's been done behind the scenes and uh look we hear the race may well be broadcast live at Adelaide Oval on the big screen at half time which is very exciting and we can't wait for that. And a man in the thick of all the Nationals action is Peter Jovanovic, who trains Canley Kenny. Peter is a sensational greyhound trainer, having won the National Sprint Championship three times before, and he has been good enough good enough to join us for a chat here on Off the Leash. Peter, good morning. How are you? Not bad, thank you. Yourselves? Going great, thanks, Pete. Good on you for joining us. Hey, mate, I imagine the hype around South Australia surrounding Ken Lee Kenny heading into this national sprint final must be absolutely huge. Can you feel it? Oh, yeah. Look, it's, it's sort of a pressure builder, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but um, it's, it's all, all for a good cause. You know, we love our dogs and uh, um, try and do our best with them. Well, you've been there and done that before, certainly with as far as the national sprint championship goes. I'm hoping you can paint a picture for us, Peter. So, Canley Kenny, officially owned by Jan Hubbard, wife of Ken Hinckley's best mate, Peter Hubbard, a greyhound trainer from Western Victoria, who sadly passed away about 18 months ago. But, Canley Kenny, named after Ken Hinckley, can you tell us a bit about the Hinckley-Hubbard family connection and how greyhound racing has been a big part of that? Yeah, well, it all happened uh, when Ken finished playing for Geelong, I think it was, um, and... Um, Peter, who was living down uh, Mortlake Way, uh, running a business down there, he rang Ken to get him involved in, and give him a coaching job down at Mortlake. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how Ken's career basically started, I think. Um, and then the rest is history as to where he went and what he's done. And um, now he's over here at uh, Port Adelaide. But um, no, they've, they've been the best of mates from day one. Um, they, they were like brothers. They'd always be on the phone every day. Um, there wouldn't be a day go by with it. They probably spoke a couple of times, three times a day sometimes. Wow, that's full on. So Peter, obviously, being a greyhound trainer, that would have been taking up a lot of his life and time. And with Ken on the phone to him all the time, they've, they've got involved with the ownership. But how immersed is Ken Hinckley in greyhound racing? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, based, it's an outlet for him uh, away from football. Uh, can take a bit of the... Pre- like, um, his mind of other things and concentrate and uh, and, and there's, there's things that oh, probably you do and think about and then uh, get back onto football again. But uh, look, he, um, uh, Peter Hubbard was also involved in football down in the country regions uh, basically as well. So they spoke football and dogs and uh, because Peter uh, was passionate with dogs, Ken got involved with him as well, you know, and they've been, that, that's how they got involved. And when... Um, Peter bred this particular litter. Um, he saw them in the, watched them in the paddock and that, and, and they broke in sort of thing. And he said, "Oh," he said to his wife, "I think I'll name this one after Kenny." Nah, <laughs> and, right. Uh, yeah, but it was all it actually turned out good. Hopefully, um, uh, he can win the big one on uh, Friday. Yes, fingers crossed. Look, it's Peter here. Uh, it's Molly here, I should say. <laughs> now, Peter, Andrew tells me he broke the news to you this morning about the National Sprint Championship being shown live from Sandown Park on the giant screen at halftime of the Power Essendon Clash at Adelaide Oval this weekend. Oh, look, that would be just um, unbelievable. The, the, if, if he happens to win or run a good race, the, the roar, anyone who's been at Adelaide Oval wouldn't understand that. The atmosphere there is just electric. No, that's uh, oh, sorry about that, Peter. Now, Canley Kenny is rated as a ten dollar chance with the TAB after drawing box one. Do you give him much of a chance? 
I'd have to say, look, he tri- he trialled, he felt his way around on Saturday morning. I gave him a look there, and he ran home okay. I was I was happy with the run. Um, I, look, and he's pulled up good since. Uh, touch wood, he's he's in a good frame of mind, and hopefully he just finds that little bit extra, which he, I think he will. I'm hoping he does, and uh, as long as he doesn't miss the start, well then. He's got to be a very good chance. Yeah, no, and the the TAB market has also opened for both Port Adelaide to beat Essendon and Canley Kenny to win on Friday night, which is currently paying $21. So it really is all happening around the Nationals and this AFL game? The, the, those odds, that's unbelievable. Of course, the Port needs to take that before it gets stopped off. <laughs> no, look, um, uh, no, he's definitely in with a chance. His odds are rated because I think he's a South Australian. But look, we've done it before. I've won for Victoria as well, uh, the championship. But look, the dog's um, a good quality dog. He's pretty professional. Um, he'd have to do something drastically wrong to, to, to uh, not measure up on uh, Friday. Peter, thanks so much for joining us again this morning on Off the Leash, mate. And all the best on Friday with Canley Kenny. Oh, look, I'm looking forward to it. And I think everyone in South Australia, and particularly the people that go to Adelaide Oval on Friday night to watch the game, they'll get a, a pleasant surprise. Be good. And Kenny will in particular too. <laughs> good on you, Pete. I could just imagine what Kenny would be like if the dog wins. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully there's cameras on him then. <laughs> I say. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Great to chat to Peter there, and we wish him all the best on Friday night. Time for the Watchdog Review. Andrew, uh, any success during the week? Yeah, so the Watchdog had a very good weekend. Let's rewind the clock back to the Meadows on Saturday. Had a few winners there, including Trick Trick paying $3.90. And, of course, at Shepparton Cup night, Desiree Dancer, $6.60 was the Watchdog's first tip. So sensational. And at Sandan on Sunday, another very well-paid a high-priced dog crime scene, $5.30. And, of course, for your free-form guides and expert selections for all Victorian Greyhound race meetings, simply Google the Watchdog. And now it's time for Litter of the Week, Molly, or is it Litter of the Year? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I am calling it because I have not been this excited about a litter since I started, I think. Now, it's a Fernando Bale Brugolino litter. Now, this is bred by the Unique Lolly Syndicate, who's managed by Des Douche. There were 10 pups born in this litter, three dogs and seven females. They were born in June 2018. Now, Brugolino is out of a highly successful litter, which includes Big Flood, who is, of course, the $3 favourite to win the national sprint at Sandown on Friday night. But her talent, she was talented in her own right. She's a three-time Group 1 finalist. She was also a runner-up in the Vic Bread Maiden final with Group 3 status at the Meadows in just her third career start. Now, there are six pups sold already out of the 10. And just, you know, off the back of our interview with Ray Border last week, he bought five of these pups. So that, like I said, is just a testament to how good this litter is. But <laughs> I am so excited about this litter. Andrew thinks I went the early crow calling <laughs> litter of the year, but I stick by it and I look forward to, um, yeah, seeing what they do in a couple of years' time. All right, uh, and we finish, as we always do here on Off the Leash, with your Gap Dog of the Week, Molly. Yeah, so it's a greyhound by the name of Mac. He is a black dog. He raced under the name Dreamtime Mac. Matt. 
I knew I was going to get that mixed up, but Mac is his name. He lived in a home for 11 months and he would prefer a home with no children. He's happy to live on his own during the day and he is well house trained, which is an absolute bonus. He's suited to a home with or without another dogs and I, uh, dog and I believe he does really enjoy canine company when they do come around. But also another exciting announcement, our next Gap Adoption Day is October 6th at Sandown Park, but every day is Adoption Day at GAP, so just make sure you log on to gap.grv.org.au if you're interested in adopting one of these beautiful animals. Brilliant stuff, guys. That is the show for this week. Thanks for coming in, and uh, enjoy your week in the world of greyhound racing. Will do. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Trent.